Hey, can I tell you a secret, Parley Pete? What? I want to know. Whisper it. <laughs> Sexy Red, her music, I'm a huge fan. That was a terribly formulated sentence. Yeah, it was. It was kind of run onish. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Sexy Red's music. There we go. Okay. I was trying to find my words and I couldn't find them. And then I just, yeah, it was kind of bad. Thing. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let me find the energy, right? That's kind of what I was going for because I was lacking energy to introduce the show. So I listened to the sexy red verse. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, here we go. When did that drop? Huh? When did that drop? Like two, three weeks ago. Okay. I, I just didn't even know. I didn't even know. That's why I, like, when you started playing it, I just started asking questions because I'm like, interesting. I didn't, I didn't know she hopped on it, you know? And that's why I told you that I, I've had like a desire recently to go to one of those those spots because like I heard that verse. And I've obviously heard the song. And I go, I, I kind of want to hear this one out outside, you know, like, let me. Does this, does, does her set go off like I think it does? You, you want to know what this reminds me of? It's you wanting to do that reminds me of I'm sure you're a big Chappelle show fan, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. When John Mayer was on Chappelle show and he wanted to go places and hear what music, the reaction. Yes. I think you want to see the reaction more than anything. Yes. You want to see how in this environment do people react to this type of verse? And we know what the song is, but how do they react? And that's basically you. You yes. want to be Chappelle, sexy red as John Mayer, and the people in those environments are the people. Yes. If you want to see the reaction. Um, of said people in said environment. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you got it absolutely right. And there's could be multiple environments because I've only had the fortune of listening to Sexy Red like in my house or in my headphones yeah. in the car. I've, I hadn't even gone to to the crew lounge here to, to hear it just, you know, with the sharecroppers. Well, they might start shuffling to it, and they'll go to the left on the ball, and then the other side, you know, they'll they'll, they'll start hitting the shuffle. Those people know how to shuffle to anything. Boy, do they. Uh, Carlos Miller's going to be in town on Friday, or I think Friday, Friday or Saturday. You're not going to be there, though. I might. He's funny on Instagram. Yeah. I haven't seen a stand-up. I mean, he's funny on the 85. Well, you know, most of these internet guys typically are really bad in stand-up, right? Like, like, would you pay to see Drewski in stand-up? Probably not. Uh, He doesn't make a funny-ass skit. 15, 20 bucks. At the Laughing Skull or something, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to see him. You're not not paying to see him at uh, the Civic Center or um, the Tabernacle or something. No. Yeah. God, why would I do that? That, that? That's where these guys are trying to get their tickets sold these days. I mean, no knock on Carlos Miller because I mean I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a fan-ish. Uh, quit touching shit. I like that, but I mean he's coming to Albany. Well, 
you guys, it's going to be tough down there to get the acts that you would want to see. That's for certain. Oh, uh, we got uh, some more Lavelle Crawford. Uh, well, that's his. That's his. We're getting that legacy. fan base. Like, yeah, that's his fan base. Wait, and he's not funny. Who? Lavelle Crawford. You don't think Lavelle Crawford's funny? No, man. I worry every time that nigga gets on stage that he might croak. <laughs> I don't lost, think that's funny. He's lost a lot of weight. That don't mean nothing. <laughs> he, he doesn't look like um, uh, Flance from SpongeBob anymore. Oh, okay. He doesn't look like a rerun anymore? No, no. He's uh, lost a lot. Uh, he's still big, obviously, but he's lost a lot of weight. I think that um, – because, because what would you say that Genuine's the biggest act that you, since you've lived down there, that you've heard about being down there? That concert, Gladys Knight was down here. Yeah, and she would be bigger, but Gladys Knight also is from Georgia, and and, and trained to. Yeah, it just feels like that would be something she would do. Yeah, so. like especially now because I'm not trying to be funny. She's not coming to. State Farm and doing what Drake did this weekend, right? Like, he's she's not selling out State Farm. So, no. her to go to Macon and her to go to uh, Columbus, Albany, Augusta. Yeah, that feels yeah. about right. And then she'll do a tabernacle here. You know, like, she can do that still. Yeah, and our grandparents. There's, there's enough old heads out here. You know, Gladys Knight is probably taking bookings, you know, to do people's weddings, right? Like, like and I'm talking like if you go to her agent, like she has that listed. Like yeah, I'll, yeah, hell yeah, I'll sing at the wedding. Like, do you think Gladys Knight uses a self? I mean, a a, a smartphone, or she still the old flipper? I think she has a smartphone, and I think that her assistant is who she gets to do everything. And she's like, you know, he's like, he's like, is that right? And then he's like, one one of those, yeah, yeah. So I think I, th- I think uh, yeah, Tank. And genuine were the biggest acts that I've seen down here. Yeah. Um, try, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what we had, we had Pleasure P come back with Cupid. Well, and I know that was a huge show for all of me just because of the the, the sheer copper shuffle. No, yeah, I knew that had to go crazy. I had something going on that weekend and I couldn't go. And I'm actually kind of pissed off that I didn't go because I wanted to be there. It was a Sunday night on the lawn, bring your cooler lawn chair type of concert. You know, I, I know it was a great time. I, I, I know there was so much shuffling going on out there. They had to replant the grass. Well, this is an example of how we even started the conversation. You wanted to be there just as Dave Chappelle was with John Mayer checking out what these instruments do in these certain environments to certain people. I'm sure that seeing the live performance of it would have put it on 10. I mean, have you seen any Drake highlights from, you know, Drake being here? Yeah, I saw two. So everybody, for the most part, likes Drake. A lot of people like Drake. I like Drake. Like, I like like Drake a lot. I mean, Drake's definitely one of my five favorite artists, like, no doubt. But, you know, his music gets played everywhere. And to see people when they actually see him, because think about it, this is the first time Drake's went in concert since definitely before COVID, right? Since COVID, he hadn't been in concert 
it's been a minute. I guess he did Scorpion. No, Migos. That was the Scorpion tour. It was the Migos, and that was, was that the last, the last time, time. Was that the last time Drake toured? Yeah, and I I saw him. I saw him in Vegas. I saw him at State Farm. Yeah, and so that was still that was five years ago, and so. You know, because these guys don't go, they don't go on tour every two years. They don't do that. Like, you do have to catch them pretty much. And, and, and you have to have staying power, too, to do it. Like, to be able to do it like how they do it. You have to have staying power because most rappers' careers are over in five to seven years. That's why Rick Ross, and this is no shots at any of them because I love their music, a lot of their music, too. This is why guys like Rick Ross, Gucci Man, Jeezy, all these people team up to sell out State Farm, T.I., because it's not that their music's not great, and it's not that they don't have hits for days. They're not selling out arenas by themselves anymore. That's not happening. There's just not – they don't put out enough good music today to, to, to justify it. You already paid seven years ago to see them do their, their good shit. So you've seen that same concept. Drake's dropping new albums. You can see – like Kanye – and then there are people like him, right? Like – Kanye can, kind of, Kanye can kind of if he just does a tour, he'll sell it out because of who he is. Like he's, I mean, that, he's big enough for that. And I, and I think that's where Drake is today too. He's in that he's in that God status of where if he's on tour, it's selling. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I, I yeah, you you've taught me something about myself today. That I just want to be Dave Chappelle in the John Mayer skit. I swear. That's that was the first thing I thought of when you said, I want to hear this in this environment. And that's all I could think of is him saying, he's like, all right, he's like, he's like, he's like, we're here in the office building here on uh 147. He's like, very conservative crowd. <laughs> like, he's like, let's see what uh what this does. And then like it's John Mayer doing the 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 guitar, and then he's like, he's like, okay, no reaction. And then he's like, He's like, play the fight riff. And then he plays the fight riff. And then everybody just <laughs> the dude gets the 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 the, the plate smashed overhead and somebody's jumping in a table. Clever thing about that sketch. Did you notice they were drinking Samuel uh yeah, not, not Samuel Adams. What's his name? Yeah. Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, they were drinking oh, that. You think in that skit too? I have a Sam Adams. He's like, he's like. He's like, he's like, I'll have a Sam Jackson. And he's like, you know what? I'll have a Sam Jackson too. And then Bill Burr, me three. <laughs> Bill Burr doesn't get his uh, credit for how great he was on that show. No. He is one of the, I would say really, you know, Donnell Rollins was good. Charlie Murphy was great. I would say Bill Burr was low-key the second funniest person on the ship. All his skits are like fucking legendary. Dude. So what made Michael Bill Draft is like one of the best skits ever. Like what made Bill Burr so great on that show is he knew it was an opportunity that would help him, but he didn't try to overstep. <laughs> you know, you got loud uh Donnell Rollins, you got ignorant ass Charlie Murphy, you got Dave Chappelle, obviously the star of the show, Neil Brennan doing all the writing. Yeah. But he would just use his little Bill would like use his little little his little moments and he would just take advantage of them. And now if you think about it, I mean, he's not on Dave's level, but he's, he's not far. Bill Burr. Yeah. Yeah. He's not on Dave's level, but uh, 
He put it this way. Dave can't I tell down to pay a ton of money to see Bill Burr, but if he was doing something for 50, if I could get some decent seats for like 50 bucks in Vegas, or I mean, if they give me tickets or something, I'm going. Like, you wow. know, I would go, I would that, go. That says nothing. That says nothing. Well, here's the thing How much would you pay to go see Dave Chappelle? You went to saw Dave Chappelle here, right? I didn't pay for those tickets. My mom bought them for me. Okay. Birthday present. But same, same, same. I, I didn't pay for him in Vegas. But how much would I pay for Chappelle? Now that you've seen him, too, how much would you pay knowing what you've seen? Uh, I'd pay 100s, 100s, row J. I'd pay market. So if they were on sale for 120, yeah, I'm going. You wouldn't, but you wouldn't pay 200 to go. It depends on the occasion. And it, it depends on like what other live events, like during football season, probably not because I'm getting like my fair share of live events um, because I've already seen him. There's not the same pressure to go see him, but uh, I'm going to let you know, Usher's going on tour after the Super Bowl, and um, I'm going to pay for that. I, you know what? And I'm glad we, it's, I'm so great that we started with uh, entertainment kind of. Because obviously this is a topic in itself. Yeah, uh, we can go Usher, ahead. And Usher, Usher being the Super Bowl um, halftime show, great pick. First of all, because obviously, like I told you, when I saw him, you, when you're there, you kind of forget how many hits Usher really has. He's got hits that span, of course, you know, almost thirty years. We're getting close to th- almost thirty years worth of hits for him. Yeah, the nineties. He's an entertainer because he can dance. He uh, can sing. He's got upbeat party type songs too that you can kind of get into. And and everybody knows Usher's music. Of course, yeah, is such a huge phenomenon. Now, shame on the NFL for bringing Adam Levine to Atlanta and not getting Usher even then to fucking do it. And it makes a ton of sense though that he's doing Vegas because he did have such a, I think that they said that his uh, residency has been arguably the most successful one that they've ever seen. And it was a great show. It was it was a great show. It was a great like. It's hard for me to rank it in concerts for me because it didn't feel like a concert, even wow. though it was. That that maybe it's because I was in Vegas and it was like, it just didn't feel like a concert to me. Like I, when I think of concerts, that wasn't what I think. But like audio experiences. Yeah, it was just so great. It was a moment, like. Not to sound like one of these social media motherfuckers. No, no, I get it. It was no. a moment. Um, yeah, so did you hear, though? Did you hear about uh, Hove calling us your thing? It's time. No. So is I saw you put that in, but I didn't know. I mean, what sources? What, <laughs> was it a text? I mean, who said it? I guess. Oh, like was it a text or like like how did it how did that come out to us common folk? I was listening to Joe Budnam, uh, and I don't I forgot where they where they cited it from. I don't know if they played audio because I listened to that um, about twelve hours ago. In my memory, you know, I don't commit these things to memory. Yeah, it was like yeah, you know, Hove called him. So I think that backs Jews' theory that Hove has the ox. He does, but we knew that anyways. Hold it. Uh, but no. Yeah, I'm happy. 
I'm happy. Like, I, I think it's going to be a great halftime show. I think uh, giving Hove the ox court may be one of the best things that's happened to the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, outside of him giving us pregnant Rihanna, uh, I have very few complaints, you know. You know, I was so hammered during the show uh, last year. <laughs> and I was on a high because I took the Eagles and they were up, what, 10? They were up 10 at the half. And I was like, yo, I'm about to win like 17 grand on the Super Bowl. And I was really drunk. But I do remember doing like three, like hearing like three of the songs. And, of course, I w- went back and watched it. Uh but she's a great artist too to have had because she's got so many hits. But the problem was that she was pregnant. The songs that was kind of a big part of it too, though. For for the women, you're like, oh my god, look at like my wife was like, look look at her bump. She's, I'm like, ah oh, yeah, she might be pregnant, huh? <laughs> uh, so we're not gonna get the full on. Well, and then everybody knew who too. Yeah, that pretty motherfucker. Wow, that pause. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yo, 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 get your man. Hey, how great is it when Mace, bro, I think Mace's reactions are funnier than. Absolutely. Because Mace is like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, like, because, 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 yeah, Cam will be like, he's like, pause, you got to take that back. Like, and then, but then, but but Maze is just like sitting there. He just will just utter something in the background, like just how absurd it was. Like Mace is just as outraged as Cam is, but his expression is just so much more laid back. Yeah, but 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 the same outrage. Yes, heard in the laid back voice because yes. <laughs> that let me on Bell Clip. Oh yeah. Yo, get your mans. But no, so Hove got the ox. Ain't no telling what he going to do with it. Uh, shout out to Usher. I- I'm excited. I'm pretty sure uh, wherever I'm watching the Super Bowl, probably my living room. Are you sure it won't leave Las Vegas? Oh, man. We'll see. You guys have always got the invite. I I, you know my track record. Look, you saw JP. We have our own. Cal- you can bring. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, you guys can make it into a trip. I know you wouldn't want to do that necessarily, but you can make it into a trip. Especially you go to California first, drop somebody off. You're only there two days. You know, you're not going to be there that long. We'll, we'll discuss I, this off the mic. When Lowe's birthday is November. Right, February was the dude, the expected dude, right? Yeah. So, well, it could still be somewhat of a, I don't know. So, she's going to California for her birthday uh, this year. Yeah. To do that whole thing. Big one. Yeah, the big one. Um, so, guys, we totally diverted from where we're supposed to open up with. Are you ready to hit the uh, our first topic? Hey, hold on. Parley Pete, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. I, you know, we'll, we'll get to talk more of why I'm still down after what I saw on Sunday, but you know, good otherwise. Uh, bad sports night tonight. Why don't they? Why are they not spacing out the WNBA games? You could have played. It's stupid. 
It's so stupid. Like, it's like they're against growing the product. That's what it feels like. It, it feels like, and, and then, you know, what's crazy when I was there, I didn't even know. And think about it, I was betting at the casino. I didn't even know that the WNBA was on on Sunday. I didn't know. I had no idea that both game ones were on until after the game. When I got back, I saw it on one of the small screens. And then I saw that Connecticut had beat the Liberty earlier. And I was like, why are they playing these games on Sunday with the NF, knowing that the NFL is on? Like, like baseball, yeah, they have to finish their regular season, but people avoid like that first Thursday night game. College football had no games on on Thursday night when the Chiefs and Lions played. Like every, and there was only like three baseball games on that day. Nobody is trying to compete with that. Like, I mean, the WNBA is. They stand a chance. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know. Dan Marlins just had bases loaded and couldn't cash in and give me a run. Fuck. Breaking news today. Dame Lillard traded to the Miami, excuse me, traded to the Toronto, (laughs) excuse me, traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, yo, yo, I had, I was expecting Dame to get traded anytime, anytime soon, you know, obviously with training camp coming up, media day. They did not want him in their in their facility for media day. Right. But three three team trade. Damian Lillard goes to Milwaukee uh, with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, and Tumari, Tumani Kamara. Uh 2029. 2029. Damn it, can I read? Unprotected Milwaukee first and unprotected Milwaukee swap. Uh, rights in the 2028 and 2030 to the Blazers. Phoenix gets mm-hmm. Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Call me safe, but I think this is the Michael Scott win, win, win. I, I'm with you. I That was my first reaction. When I actually saw what happened in the deal, I said this was about as good of a haul as the Blazers were going to get. I don't think that I couldn't eat. Honestly, I couldn't think of a better one. What type of better return they got? Because, okay, let's say that Lillard got traded to Philly or something. Harden obviously would have been having to go back because Maxie wasn't getting traded. So, and then Harden, of course, would have been out. And then it would have been, well, what else did you get with Harden? And it wouldn't have been anything else. The point was just to get a disgruntled player out. And now he's your problem. So from a Hall standpoint, the Blazers, I gave them a B plus. Great, because now we have to see what they're going to turn Drew into. On the Phoenix end, I loved all the pieces that they got. Let's stay here here with Phoenix real quick, though. Not Phoenix, I mean, uh, I think we have to give Dame ultimate props for muddying the water so much that the Blazers couldn't get value for him. But they knew they had to get him out of there before training camp kicked off. Yeah. Because value could have been Spurs, Orlando, <laughs> Zimbabwe. Did you see the report too? It just it came out like yesterday or two days ago 
that if the Blazers had gotten the number one pick, the Dame would have been content with staying in Portland if Wembenyama was who he played with. And if you remember too, when he was naming the team, like that when the list of kind of like when Russell Wilson put out that list of teams he would go to, yeah. he, and they said it was a woes reported. Dame was high on Greg Popovich in the Spurs organization. That that was high. we knew that that it wasn't realistic that he would go there, but the fact that he even said it, I guess, is just. It makes things a lot more interesting from the perspective of if women Yama had went to Portland, maybe none of this happens. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, once 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 you get scooped, it's time for Dame to scoot up out of there because those two can't exist, different timelines. But yeah. continue, can continue on with your analysis. Yes, I cut you off. Loved it for Portland. I gave them a B plus. I thought that, and really, I'd argue that I really would bump it up to an A at this point. The only issue I took was that when it came to draft picks, even in 2029, the thought is is that, well, Dame will probably be retiring. Giannis will still more than likely be there now. Now that we're looking, as long as it works out with Dame, which I think we're going to get to that later on what we think, if it'll work out. But, um, the assumption is Giannis is still going to be there and uh, they're going to still be a really good team. So I don't know how that 2029 pick will shake out in terms of a pick swap because Portland's hoping that they'll be good by 2029 and that Milwaukee's not. And then, or no, and then, yeah, you pick, you can pick swap 28 and 30. So B plus, but I think obviously a potential on the trade itself, depending on what they get for Drew Holiday, that will determine if I bump it up to an A or an A plus Uh, Phoenix next. Loved, loved the trip. I gave them an A because for Phoenix, they got rid of a disgruntled player who showed his – do you remember they showed him laughing at halftime like when they were getting their ass kicked by the Nuggets? Do you remember that? Google it if you don't. DeAndre Ayton was like laughing. like Oh, yes, 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 yes. And, and obviously we all knew that he didn't want them to match the offer that the Pacers gave – and then there was always the thought that, oh, well, they'll just trade a midway, but they didn't want to lose. They didn't want to not get anything. And good good on Ishbia and all those guys for not letting him walk. And I guess Ishbia maybe wasn't the guy at the time. but James he, Jones, maybe? Yeah, good, good on James Jones for not letting him walk because they ended up getting exactly what they needed out of him, which was role players. They got Yusef Nurkic to take his position, which to me – People can say what they want to say. To me, that's almost it's almost a fucking wash in reality. If not, as long as Nurkic can be healthy, I know he hasn't been healthy the past couple of years. If he can be healthy, that's almost a wash. And so love that. Loved Grayson Allen coming on. They already had added so many intriguing pieces to go along their big three, bowl, bowl. Um Eric Gordon. Yeah, man. They the Eric Gordon obviously getting him at the vet men, like, man. What a what a move by the fucking Suns. I gave them an A. I absolutely loved it. What did you think? I think the Suns won the offseason. You you get KD midseason. You flip DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul for Bradley Beal. In depth. Yusef Nurkic space to sign guys like Gord to create this atmosphere of what and then if you want to even take it back further. You traded. You really skip, traded. Skip, 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 skip. You ask me what I'm saying, and you don't let me talk. My bad. I just when you go ahead. I was just gonna do the whole scope. Of, it's, 
Kevin Durant, Yusef Nurkic, the trade that they actually made, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, what they traded in all to get what they got. So here's what I'm not going to go that deep. Um, pause. Um, but that's crazy. <laughs> I think we're going to have to get that mace. That's crazy. Uh, but no, for real. The, 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 the serious thing about this, what I, what I like about it is they made the, they remember they got Brad Bill out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it, there weren't really talks of Brad Bill going there. And then you wake up and he's there. I listened to Bill Simmons this morning, and he and Big Waz were talking about where Dame was going, and Milwaukee did not pop into the conversation at all. Um, so, anyways, the Suns won because they grabbed what they needed without anyone knowing that they were trying to do it right. So you get the you get Bradley Bill, boom, amazing, got him. But this whole offseason has been depth, depth. They're not deep enough. They don't have enough guys. Who's going to play defense? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Oh, well, we just traded our max contract for a player who's not a max player, and we replaced those salaries with lower salaries to provide us with what we actually needed because they had to offload that eight in contract. You just can't carry money in a that production. And we knew when they got Bradley Bill that he was – Whether he was was unhappy or not, he was still going to get traded. But add on the fact that he really didn't want to be there to begin with, and it looks even sweeter because it's like, fuck you. (laughs) It's kind of what they said. (coughs) And they flipped the guy that was getting eaten up, you know, by the eventual champions and in league will form. He didn't win league, not the reigning MVP, but MVP, two-time MVP, and the finals MVP and the best team in basketball, as we thought we knew going into today. A hell of a move by Phoenix. Loved it. James Jones, you, sir, are going to get executive of the year if the Phoenix Suns win the NBA finals. It won't matter what you guys do in the regular season record-wise. You get executive of the year because you already won it in the offseason and halfway through last year. You already won. You won executive of the year. Now, Milwaukee, though. They get an A, too. You know why they get an A? They get an A because the reality of it is this, and I said this earlier to my brother. This is the best duo in the NBA today, and I'm going to say it. This is the best duo in terms of guard. Just say some second Kobe. Yep. That's the truth, though. That's the fucking truth. They're both in their primes. It's not like a hobble D Wade kind of joining, Le- like LeBron joining that. It's Katie and Steph, obviously. I mean, I don't really like talking about them because they were the they're the most guaranteed championship like ever, <laughs> like in any sport. Like if there was ever a team, they were almost as guaranteed as like niggas saying, "Yeah, Bama's going to the playoffs." No shit, right? Like, like that's what type of guarantee they were. So I don't really like bringing them up, but obviously that would be another duo, of course. But they're also not because Katie's such a skilled player. Giannis is a big, Dame's a guard. That's the best big small duo since Shaq and Kobe. And here's the no thing: Dame feels a void that they did not have. Late game score. Who can get in the half court, dribble the clock down, 
and give me a bucket when I need it. Not have to worry about getting to the basket and getting fouled and missing free throws. Not be unable to pull up from anywhere on the court because they set the wall. Dog, I can't wait to watch that pick and roll. I, I'm going to actually play with him on 2K tonight just to, just to see. And but, Yo, just, just with Dame's range, I, I, I don't think y'all understand. We've never seen anything like this before. We've no, never, no, we have no. never seen this before. They can run the pick and roll from 35 feet out. And you have to make a decision. And if Giannis has a real screen, you have to switch because Dame can shoot that shot. And now we're putting Pat Bev on on James Harden. I mean, on uh, Giannis. It's a wrap. And we still got Brooke Lopez <laughs> playing the five. We still got with Bobby Porter's got a choker bench coming off the bench. Bobby Porter side. Right. Like, I don't think, you know, nah, I, I, I guess what? I, I'm hopping on the Giannis man wagon this year. I'm 100% in on it. I think that, um, I mean, how could they not be the favorite to win? And, I, and, 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 and remember, Dame's got some hunger, too, to win a title. Yeah. Like, he hasn't won. The closest he got, he went to the West Finals that one year. Obviously, they got swept by the Warriors. That No surprise, right? Um, and then adding this caveat too, which a lot of people don't realize it. Terry Stotts is the assistant coach of the Bucks. Obviously, he was a former Bucks coach, former Hawks coach, but more importantly, Dame's most success in Portland was with Terry Stotts, and he's their lead assistant with Adrian Griffin. Next move will be them trying to make a trade for Junior to get him there to add another shooter. But hey, I I like I like that for uh for Griffin though. Uh, having Terry Stotts as his lead assistant. Good call. He's good. He's going to be okay. Unlike Vance, and I know we're going to get to it, unlike Vance Joseph going back to Denver, Terry Stotts going back to Milwaukee makes a ton of sense. Like, I I don't like to talk bad about black men, so I'm going to leave that alone. We're not talking bad about black men, Lee. <laughs> hey, you're going to talk bad about a black man? I just, all I said was unlike him going back there. I don't I, know the fuckers that give up 70 Anyways, no, we're not even we're not even going there yet. Before we even get to that, we got to talk about another black man. Which one? Oh man, I'm sorry, I didn't have it. I didn't have it queued up, but <coughs> some people just don't know when to give it up. But Dougie, you told me he been on some positive shit. Yeah, yeah. Lately, I just wanna show up and body some shit. Yeah, yeah. Always been a little mathematician. Lately, it's cash. You know where we're going with this one now. Counting these bags, I've been moving too fast. Hard times don't last. Let me try to talk over this a little bit so YouTube don't. Don't hurt us. All my life, they be trying to keep me down. Now you think with 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 Cap since that 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 Cap to uh J Cole. He had his plan in the background. Because all his life they've been trying to see Cap down. 
maybe, maybe, you know, and here's the thing. We don't even know if they're friends. I have to assume clearly they are. Like, I don't think he paid him to do that. No, no, no. I think, I think it's off the scruff. Yeah, I just, you know, man. I, hold on, sorry. sorry. Cap for, for putting that together. This nigga sent in a resume is essentially what he did. He tried. He's trying to say that he's done everything that he can to try and get into the NFL. I, I didn't like as, it. As his agent calling them, it being reported that his agent calling him wasn't enough. Like calling Joe, calling the Jets brass, everyone, like reaching out. Because they obviously his agent still, I have to imagine, is an agent for other players still. So they have their num. They have these people's numbers. Hey, you wanna know what uh, Colin Kaepernick is? Cap. Well, obviously, Colin Kaepernick is the has been baddie who's now trying to be popping on Instagram to get clout. Like you know, some of the women that we that we've watched in the public eye who have who who no longer who don't really matter anymore. And the day-to-day national conversation. Some so they people go, think Chay Chay just got somebody uh, on there that's that fits that bill. But continue. Hey, you, you could be right because I mean she's getting to that age where it starts to go downhill. Um, Melissa not, Ford can still get it, by the way. And I'm going to leave that there. But continue. I think those are two in the same, actually. But that's a conversation. I know. Well, that's why I brought her up, though. But I'm like, um, hey, you should actually listen to the interview. It's a really good interview. It's a really good interview. Uh, but 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 here, here, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm about to go on a cap rant, right? Uh, can't get me distracted from the cap rant. So cap, cap, he's the he he's the one who just can't give it up. How can I keep my name in your mouth? Like, hold on. So you write a letter to the Jets. Cool. Fine. Write a letter asking to be to lead their practice squad. Now, you haven't led a team in seven years. Some may say eight or nine because of your poor play. You really ain't leading, you know. Uh, but you want to go lead the practice squad. And you're going to explain to them what you offer to that practice squad to lead it. Dog, you haven't played in seven years. You didn't go to training camp. When's the last time you've had to read and dissect an NFL offense? I don't care if you're watching film every day. I don't care if you're keeping up with the all 22, you know, this scheme. You still got your notes from when you played. You're making new notes, all of that stuff. I don't care about that stuff. You haven't had to go out there and execute. So you ain't leading shit. You should ask, could you fucking carry jock straps into the building and hopefully you go be a, 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 a practice arm, not even a practice arm, a workout arm when they bring in receivers in to come uh, – to cover for uh, the injured guys, you know what I'm saying? For the practice squad, you you should be like the auditioner for the auditionees for the practice squad. That's that's what you should be doing. I mean, maybe and maybe hold on, let me cook. Maybe you make the practice squad, but then you want to put the letter out. And then J Cole, you got J Cole. He's looking out for you. Okay, that's your man's. All the blogs take it. All the sports pages take it. And you continue to make a mockery of yourself. You continue to show the people who make football decisions, who don't think like you, who aren't into social media like you, who aren't into to, to rallying the masses like you are, that it's about more than football for you. When once you took your stance, people were like, well, is it about football or is it about all this other stuff? If I'm running a football team and and you're not great, I don't want the other stuff to come with it. I want it to be about football. And, right. and, and then 
And then guess what? Black America runs with it. J. Cole, yeah, I'm talking about people like you. I had a conversation over the weekend when somebody was like, well, maybe the Falcons should go after Colin Kaepernick. I said, no, he hasn't played in seven years. I would have said, I would have said, you don't know anything about anything, do you? Well, it was. You don't watch football. It was an environment in which you would not say that because you did not expect that person to have a thorough understanding of football. I I mean, a a, a middle-aged woman, okay? Like, just. You're being very nice right now. But that's why I don't speak on stuff I don't know about. Like, I wouldn't say maybe Joe Biden should write this policy. If it's something (laughs) I don't know shit about, like, I don't know. But back to you, Cap. No, no, no I'm, I'm done with Cap. But back to you, Black America. Hey, man. Cut the cap, man. Stop, stop supporting this man as a football player. You can support his off-the-field causes. Well, not even off-the-field because he's not on the field. You can support his causes, his, his main hustle. But you can stop with the football stuff. If he wanted to play football, he would have played football. He would have went to the XFL, the USFL, USFL. the AFL, the Family League, whatever that shit was. The Johnny Manziel uh, player control, uh, gamer control league. He would have played football to try to put good film on tape so somebody could go watch him. What is his name? Turpin, all pro punt returner, came from one of the, the the spring football leagues. He went crazy. Dallas signed him. He went crazy. All pro returner. Young way through. Yeah. We got him, we got him from the – it wasn't the USFL or the XFL or the AFL or whatever the other one was. Yeah, whatever that league was. Yeah. Young way through, became the Falcons kicker. He did it. He made it that season, had a great season the next year, signs one of the richer kicker contracts in the league. It's pretty simple. If you want to play – You'll do whatever it takes to play. There's no guy above that, whether you were in the league before or not. If you want to get in the league, you'll do everything you can to get in the league. Writing letters, telling your agent, call people, putting up social media posts, calling people racist, and then begging them for a job. That's not the way you do it. Colin Kaepernick is a prime example of, of he is what today's era is. Hey, I want your money, but I want it on my terms. Hello. <laughs> okay, here's how. You know what? If Beyonce walks up to you and says, I want your money on my terms. Well, we have a conversation here. Because you produce so much money that your terms are likely going to give me more than I'd make from somebody else on my terms. Exactly. We can do business. Pat Mahomes could go upstairs and say, hey, yeah, make me the highest paid quarterback now. And guess what they did? They made him the highest paid quarterback right now because there were too many people making more money than him. And, and people have egos. Damn all that team-friendly deal shit. Because when he signed his team-friendly deal, he was the highest paid. Two years later, three years later, 
He's back at the at the negotiation table to be the highest paid. They set him up so that he could be the highest paid over the lifetime of his career, but they just want to play with the cap thing. So don't ever think Patrick Mahomes was it's helping it's really was giving money back. He was helping the team, but he wasn't giving money back. Joe Burrow went upstairs and said, Hey man, guys kind of been a shit show for a while. Then I showed up, Super Bowl AFC Championship. Ships. You know, you know the figure. Yeah, I know. I'm still hurt, and I'm not practicing right now. But uh, <laughs> well, one well, and 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 you, I like how you put your glasses on because how Joe Burrow wears the glasses. He took a sip. You know how uh, uh, Jamie Fox does in what is it, Pootie Tang? I think in that movie where he, the there's a meme. There's like a gif meme of it where he like, or maybe that was a uh, Willie Be- No, nah, was it Willie Beeman? I don't remember. Well, either way, it's, the, it's him in the pool. I think it is the Willie Beeman, actually. Any given Sunday. where Because he's shooting like a commercial, but he like, you know, puts the straw in his mouth and like sips it. That was pretty much Joe Burrow because he looked at, once Justin Herbert got his deal, he was like, he was like, first of all, he got drafted after me. Let's start there. Secondly, uh, I'm sorry. What has he done? What has he accomplished? There's like they say, he said. He said, "Look, Joe Burrow was like the floor is not even his limit. The floor is not his ceiling. We're gonna go a little step above his ceiling. His ceiling. That's where my floor is. A little like that is where that's gonna be. Pat's the only one you can talk to me about. And, and I beat Pat. So." So, but Cap, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, you're like the equipment manager somehow finding the owner's office. Say, look look here. We need more towels. If you don't give me these towels, these dimensions, this thread count, I'm leaving. Arthur Blanks is going to call security and say, hey, man. There's Get this guy fuck out of here. No, no, no. He's going to say, hey, somebody is broken to the building. I don't know who this lunatic is. Will you please escort him out of here? And press forward. <laughs> Arthur, Arthur, he, he's staff. He works here. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Get him out of here. Matter of fact, clean out if he, he doesn't have an office, does he? Like, no, sir. Get his parking pass. <laughs> and, like, and, and maybe at one point this guy was one of the better equipment managers in the league. He brought value to a team. The coaches loved him. The players loved him. They liked they liked his style, the way he ran it. He, he slid people jerseys so they could do the jersey swaps. You know, he did all of the stuff that you like around, around the place. But then he just lost it. Colin Kaepernick was once a really good quarterback in this league. I won't say great, but really good. He had great performances and big moments. Sure. You're not good anymore. You're gone, and I don't know why I'm talking about you anymore. So you know what? I'm not going to talk about you anymore today because I might come back to you because we get clicks talking about you. So (laughs) He's a hot topic, like the store. When's the last time you've been on a hot topic? Uh, let's try like 10th grade. 
Oh, so you're and, I and, I and I haven't seen one since freshman year of college because I don't go to malls. And if I did go to a mall, I certainly would just be passing by to get to maybe like the Apple store. And I'm talking about, but even back then, just in college. Oh, so like you don't even. I was more of an urban outfitter to begin with. If we're going to go that route about graphics and stuff. Hot Topic was like a sex store for shirts. I don't <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so you wouldn't just go on like Hot Topic or Spencer's for old time's sake. I you know, never I would, do it, I would do it. I would do it if I was uh like on the Florida Keys or something. Cause I feel like that's the type of place I'd run into it. You know, like a place like that. But Bob. There is a hot topic at Linux, maybe. Perimeter, probably. Let's try Stonecrest. Stonecrest, yeah, because that's there was definitely one there. Town I don't know if it's still there, but there was one there. I'm pretty sure Cumberland has one. Yeah, strong possibility. I know Town Center has one. I was just in Town Center a couple weeks ago. But you should never ever go to town center. That's it's no reason. If you drove to Kennesaw and went to the mall, I'd judge you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So you no reason to judge. Anyways. <laughs> you know who needs some judgment? Sean yes. Payton. No, we're done with him. We're talking about Sean Payton now. Oh. So Boy, do we have to judge him? I feel like his peers. Judge him now at this point. We don't I mean, even have to be judges. I mean, he can get around his peers, and they're going to be the ones that make the ruling on him. You know, same with Russ. I, I don't even really want to talk about the Dolphins in this segment. I don't really care no. to talk about Russell Wilson. I, you know what, Vance Joseph? For me, can't speak for Parlay Pete. For me, you slide in this segment. Hell no. Because you the only down every fucking possession, I think they punt it once, but like they scored a touchdown, nigga. No field goals. They scored a touchdown. Can you imagine being at a football game and your team literally scoring every possession? Can you act like, no, seriously? Could you imagine us going to a Falcons game and every time we got the ball, we scored a touchdown? Have you seen number nine? <laughs> Any era, Matt Ryan, Julio, Super Bowl year, even as good as our offense was. Could you imagine us going to a game? I mean, not one field goal. Like you only saw Matt Bryan in on extra points. No. 70 points is unfathomable. It's more than unfathomable. It's ridiculous. In the truest sense of the word, it's actually ridiculous. This shit is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> May saying that's crazy. Nigga, that, that's the pause moment when you looked up at the score. We were in, in Detroit. So Detroit, unlike Mercedes-Benz, because they don't do it very often during the game, show highlights of the other games, like during a timeout. They actually do it still at Ford Field. They showed it, and I think it was – it was like the start of the second quarter, and you looked up, and it was 28-7. to seven. And, like, you heard people gasp. <laughs> like, you know, you know when you hear, oh, almost like you saw a hit. Um, 
And they did it multiple times throughout the game because they did it at the end of the game and everybody started cheering when they saw the Packers take the lead on the Saints, obviously, because, I mean, you know, and, and but, but everybody's cheering. We're cheering too. Like Lions fans and Falcons fans are like, man, we have something. We can both cheer about this because the Saints are losing. No, I, I, no, I'm sorry. My mistake. They were cheering when the Saints were up 17 to nothing. There we go. I'm about to say, and yeah. And we all started cheering at the end. It was the game. Our game was over pretty much. It was like three minutes. It was like the two-minute warning when they showed that. But Falcons fans are, you know, dabbing each other out. Back to Peyton. I mean, this guy. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. He get, he said that worst coaching job he's he's seen last year, right? Yeah. People came out and said, "Hey, he was just standing up for his guys." This, that, and the third. Alder said, "Hey, man, you don't do that to the coaching fraternity." I, I have no issue with you calling out the coaching fraternity. I, I don't. Fuck all that. Call him out if you if you see if you see fit. And people got to remember he was an analyst too. Literally, he was actually a Fox analyst. Yeah, but he was exactly what they asked ex coaches to do: talk about other coaches. Now he did it obviously as the Broncos coach, but he already felt that way. Yes. So I, and then he 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 talked to the pre snap penalties, inability to get a play in and out. Well, that's still your problem. You're still a heavily penalized team. You lack discipline. Your defense is terrible. I mean, you wasted a quarter of Drew Brees' prime because you couldn't get your defense right. Um, and here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking, Parlay Pete. Sean Payton came in there, and, and Sean Payton's been getting a pass this week from most people in the media, by the way. Shannon Sharp gave him some business, but most of them are saying, hey. He's got to change the culture there. Um, he's got to get his guys in there. Blah, blah, blah. Russ got to play better. I'll just like, okay, y'all taking up for a guy who who you know, who you're friendly with. Thank you for letting me know where your allegiance is. Because guess what? This team, if they average, what, 20 points a game last year, 18 points a game last year, they're, what, they have one of the best records in the league. I think that they said that they would have won maybe 12 games. So, hold on. You didn't have that much defensive personnel get up and walk out the door. Okay. Your scheme is trash. Steve Wilkes? Sure. Who hired Steve Wilkes? I don't care if Sean Payton is an offensive coach. The head coach coaches the football team. So, when special teams is bad, when offense is bad, when defense is bad, it's the head coach's responsibility. You came, you talked all that noise about this being the worst coaching job. Honestly, Sean Payton, you put out the worst performance that I've ever seen in my entire 31-year-old life on a National Football League game. You got beat by 50 points, and they could have set the record on you. And Mike McDaniel said, nah, man, I don't want that karma. Boy, you lucky you didn't run into Bill Belichick. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know what's crazy about uh, that game too. 
I remember us because I'm almost certain that this is when Hackett got fired. Did he last the whole year? No. Okay, he got fired after Christmas, correct? Something like that. Okay, Christmas Day, Baker Mayfield puts up. I think fuck. I think the Rams scored fifty on him too on Christmas Day. I just remember the Rams scored. It felt like they scored every possession too. Um. Yeah, but basically Nate Hackett, I'm guessing, I think he, if he didn't last the season, he definitely got fired after that game. Christmas Day, they played the Rams. Baker, I think it was his second start because he came in the game before and then he got the Christmas Day start. And then that's the whole Patrick Starr, that's not what he meant to cook <laughs> line came from, uh, from Patrick about Russell Wilson. And you know what's so funny? Russell's stats actually aren't bad. Now, like I said, I get it. Empty calories. We're not – we don't watch the full games because we're probably watching Falcons or – like, especially in my case, like, I was at a game, so I didn't get to see what really happened. Like, you might have been on red zone. I don't know what I was, you were doing. I was, my, I, was at my grandma, I was at my grandmother's house, so I was still – The Falcons were on. Yeah. Plus, you were watching Falcons. You were going to watch Falcons. Yeah. So, we didn't get to see it, but, like, even in Russ – I'm not no it's no uh I'm not giving him a pass either because you gotta if somebody's scoring every position, now you really gotta put your shit together, man. Like you need to start playing perfect football. And I I feel so bad because the Denver situation is so bad to the point at where would it surprise you one bit, seriously, if Sean Payton if Jim Harbaugh doesn't take the Chargers job, nor does Deion Sanders, would it surprise you if the Chargers tried to poach Sean Payton? Because I think that's the job he wanted to begin with. And if he knows that, holy shit, Russ's contract doesn't even fucking go into effect until next season, there's no way that's going to work. And Russ, I'd be happy as fuck if I was Russ, even if he did bench me. Like, it would be uh, embarrassing to me as a player, but like, I mean, if I'm getting paid $50 million to sit on the fucking bench, bring it on, baby. But, like, um, if they I, can't even – bro, they're in the same situation Texas A&M is with Jimbo. They have no way out of this for at no, least no, two – No, 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 no. Nobody's trading for them. The Jets won't do it. If Aaron Rodgers retires today, the Jets aren't trading for Russell Wilson. No. Like, they don't want the contract. As hard as I've been on Russ Paul Hoss, <laughs> I am not going to call this a Russ problem yet because the defense that gives up 70 points is not just a defense that isn't executing. It's a defense that has given up. Then you see Coach Payton. I'm not calling Coach Payton. You see Sean loses composure. In the press conference, hey, maybe it wasn't a great a great question. Maybe you're frustrated, but you but you go up there and you answer those questions, just like you took that seventy to twenty ass whooping. Like it was thirty five to thirteen at halftime, and I go, okay, it'd probably be about a forty nine to twenty eight game. You know, they'll take it easy. You don't expect them to double up to thirty five in the second half, and. They talk about Sean Payton changing the culture and, and, and getting the guys that are going to buy in. Part of coaching at the professional level 
It's not like the college. It's not like college where you have transfer portal, where you have a new recruiting class of guys you get to pick every year. You got a few draft picks, you know, somewhere between like five and nine for most teams, right? Yeah. You can pick up some free agents, but a lot of these guys you're stuck with because they're the finite amount of talent. Uh, they're the finite amount of money, a hard cap league, and some guys are in good places, making good money, winning yeah. games, don't want to move. So they're, they're not just going to come to you. Uh, we talk about Bill, <coughs> Bill Belichick maybe losing his fastball, and if they don't have a winning season, will, uh, will Robert Kraft move off of Bill Belichick? We talk about uh, Mike Tomlin, who's yet to have a losing season, whose team is playing well considering, but having such an inept offense, maybe he does. Maybe he needs to go somewhere else because his voice is getting stale. Before Pete Carroll and the Seahawks had this bounce-back season last year with Geno, it's like, uh, Peter Russ, Peter Russ, I'd choose Russ, you know. That was the common conversation. For sure. More like Belichick, when we talk, when we talk about – Brady did this. Brady did that. Idiots like Shady McCoy saying Brady made him. Idiots like Antonio Cromartie uh, talking about how he, how Belichick ain't that good of a coach. Okay. No, sorry. Not Antonio Cromartie. Forgive me. Asante Samuel. Sorry. Two wild mm-hmm. cornerbacks who had no discipline. Asante Samuel. But then, what about Sean Payton? What if Drew Brees was the perfect guy for him when he got him? And he elevated Sean Payton into this category of elite coach. Because I'm telling you, out of all of the elite coaches, the only coach who has been elite with multiple guys at the position with sustained success is Andy Reid. He only had one elite guy. But he had elite teams. He had yeah, really good teams with, mul- with, multiple, with multiple quarterbacks in multiple situations with – Yes, 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 because McNabb would get hurt. Like yeah. Ty, I remember Ty Deppner used to come into games and, like, they'd still, like, win games. Michael Vick was good with Andy Reid, right? Oh, of course, yeah, Mike was very good. Kevin Cobb, Kevin yeah. people forget this. Kevin Cobb, like, in one of his, like, first games – his first game as a starter, he got hurt. That's when Vic came in, I think. But Kevin Cobb, even like uh, like a game in relief, came in and threw like three touchdowns, like 300 yards. So, like. Alex Smith was winning 10, 11 games before Patrick Mahomes showed up. All I'm telling you is most <laughs> of these coaches <clears throat> and most of these great quarterbacks are, are, are tied to each other. Yes. Maybe, just maybe, if we can say that Tom Brady was the reason that Belichick was able to build this dynasty in New England, we can't we can't dismiss the fact that Drew Brees allowed Sean Payton to dominate the NFC South for years. Bill Belichick, and I let's give him a pass too. Not trying to be funny, he got Matt Castle paid. And they did win 11 games. They didn't make the playoffs. It's unfortunate. But, like, he did win 11 games with Matt Castle, too. And he got to the playoffs with Mac Jones, who's not good. Exactly. So, like, Belichick, to me. 
I, I, I don't look at Belichick that way. Too much hate because what it is is if Tom didn't win the Super Bowl with Tampa, I don't think that no. conversation would be the same. I don't like yeah. that. No. I don't like that Belichick conversation because if you listen to Brady talk about Belichick, uh, what made Brady such a great quarterback and so cerebral was the fact that Bill Belichick explained to him what he would do to stop him, and that's what made him a better quarterback. When you have arguably the best defensive mind in the history of the game saying, hey, in this situation, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, 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 this. Now tell me how you're going to beat me. Ant wrong, ant wrong, ant wrong. Ding, 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 ding. You do that for 20 years, you know what? You kind of got the answers to the test. Yeah. <laughs> All the tests. <laughs> so, Sean Payton deserves heat. He deserves flack. And I'm sorry, you're not getting a pass over here. You got anything else on Sean Payton before we close out this first hour, probably, Pete? Now, fuck that former Saints head coach. I still look at him as the same. Uh, I think he's a brilliant offensive mind. Don't I don't know what's gonna happen there, but I have a gut feeling. Like I said, it wouldn't surprise me. I think that the Chargers, by the way, I know that's completely off topic from this. I think that the Chargers were gonna fire Brandon Saylor if they lost that game because of the call that he made. I think he would have got fired if they failed on three. And it was because of that shit. Um, but my thought is, is that I don't think that Sean's going to be there very long. Not because the Broncos want him gone. I just think that he just got into it and he realized, oh, shit. You know, Nate Hackett was a bad coach. But you know what? The team might be just as bad as him. They are going to be wrestling with the Bears this week. I hope you don't watch. I won't, I won't, you know, I'm not going to be. By the time I get out of that game, I think my flight, I don't leave too far afterwards because I'm going to uh, use Zed Fair. So I can fly like other airlines. Uh, so I'm get, taking a straight route home from, um, I was about to say Britain. I guess it is Britain from London straight to Atlanta. So I'm really happy about that. It'll be a direct flight. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's like $155, too. That's like, wow. Yeah, I know, right? All right, guys. Hour one. Hope you all enjoyed.